Hey friends, today we have Carlos Franco, a friend of mine since high school. He's a gymnast, zero wheel circus performer, and heavy metal music producer. Interesting, cool guy, and he talks a little bit about his career. He's currently in Argentina, uh, waiting for his next show. He's traveled the world doing acrobatics, and now he's focusing a little bit on his music, and, and his life's quite a ride. You'll enjoy this one. The circus and shows are reopening. Argentina is really, really delayed with that situation. And circus people, theater people, movies, shopping, theaters, uh, amusement parks, everybody, nobody can work. Yeah, man. Like I was talking to a friend of mine. She's a, she was a late dancer. Now she's a personal trainer. And she... She she told me that she was feeling very lucky that she transitioned from ballet to to personal training because you, like everything is closed right now. The arts are like the one of the most hurt yeah. things, the most hurt things right now. Yeah, a lot of people that have can't work like in this way, like personal training or like giving lessons online. But mm -hmm. actually, there are also a lot of shows doing streaming or things like that to stay alive but it's been super hard like for a lot of people yeah man also yeah. Cirque du Soleil it's closed until this pass is that is that something that you I, I think that that's something that you wanted to do at some point being in Cirque du Soleil and I know that you told me that you went there and talked with all these people that you admired I have this like super amazing experience. When I went back from Japan, I made a stop in Orlando to vis visit some family and I spoke to a friend I got it working there. He told me, come to the show, come backstage, hang out with us. Mm -hmm. People super nice. Actually, there was, that was the last show of the season. So you can see there are human beings like us and they were like, <laughs> Before the show, they were super excited because everybody go on vacation for two weeks. And they were bringing, bringing like tequila bottles, beer, boxes. Jaggermeister, I saw this huge tequila bottle. <laughs> so after the show, there was like, hey, will you have a beer with us? I was like, mm. okay. <laughs> and then one of them asked me about Japan. And I was talking about my experience and suddenly there was like, not the whole crew, but a lot of the people I admire a lot, they were like listening to me. And that was like super cool. I came to see these guys and they were like asking me, asking me, asking me questions about that. And like listening to me, it was like, oh, it was like. <laughs> like you were one of them. Yeah. In that moment, we were all like bounded by the same art, oh, sharing a beer, tequila shots, like I do have done that with you a lot of times. I was like, was felt like the same. That's so cool, we all man. spoke the same language, even if, mm -hmm. though it was, there was people from China, Mexico, Russia. It was like, 
Wow. And then I went back home and but that was like a super nice experience. And then you and then and then you tell me that now you want to transition into music more, right? Yeah, because I I I came here to for to study sound engineering in the first place. Oh yeah. I did that, but I uh, acrobatics lead me lead me into this. So uh -huh. where I'm working right now have given me the chance to how how do you say um, uh, apply this again. So I yeah, am applying the skills. Uh -huh. Apply the skills again. So now I'm doing both things. And then this serial thing, like I, I remember you tried to teach me to, to do this. This is super hard. It's like super, it's super weird. For me, it was like hard because I'm a flying trapeze artist. Yeah. And when I learned flying, flying trapeze, it was a like, like a high bar from gymnastics. Okay. There was some skills I could re not remember, like I could apply in there. So it was kind of easy for me to learn. Okay. To the steering wheel, there was nothing I could apply. It was something completely different. The movements, everything, the, the momentum, everything was like different. So it was really hard for me to understand the, how to move inside that. Yeah. And, and I mean, it's like completely body weight based and, and the wheels like a little bit heavy, if I remember correctly. And then you have to be turning around, be on your hands, be on, on your hands and then on your feet and on your hands and then you're turning around 360 degrees while you're moving also like uh, on a circular basis. It's kind of crazy. Try not to get dizzy. Right, 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 man. And you want to go to the Sir World Championship, you said. Yeah, that's something I still want to do. This year was canceled, but I want to apply for next year. Okay, I'm gonna something have to, I really wanna do. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go check like videos on what tricks you can do in this wheel because only like rolling is like super hard. Like like what's the craziest thing you can do in a server wheel? Uh, spinning upside down. What do you mean? Oh like uh, oh, I see what you're saying. You're upside down and then you're spinning on the sides. Yeah, remember, like the you will be like this upside uh -huh. down. I will be right. I invert myself and I start spinning. Oh man! Okay, that that's something that took me a while to. And do you see yourself like going back to Ecuador? Uh, to leave? Yeah. Mm, I don't know. I've done like a life in here. Right. So you're like in Argentina now forever. I don't know if forever, but I wish I could go back to Ecuador, like to do something and stay like a couple of months, not mm -hmm. only to visit. I would love that to stay mm -hmm. for a while. But I don't know if I, I will live there again. Not because I don't like it or I don't, wouldn't do it, because I'm, but because I'm doing like my life now in here. Right. Right. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. But as I told you, I would love to go there to 
to maybe to have a small school or to do some lessons, circuit lessons, start something over there. You know, it it sounds so peaceful, like wherever you are. Like there's like birds chirping that I can hear. Yeah. Yeah, right now there's only the wind and a couple of birds. Mm. It's Sunday, everybody, it's getting up. Well, let me ask you something about Japan that I just thought of. Like, how easy it was to go there, right? Like, it's a different culture, it's a different language. Yeah, but the people is so polite, so gentle that... Uh, first of all, it's, it's like a different country of... It's, they are, like, apart from all Asia. I mean, you can mm -hmm. compare them from China, Vietnam, or everything, like, in the, in the continent. Mm -hmm. They are like different, even though they are like, they seem to be like squirrels, closed, cerrados. Okay. <laughs> but no, they, they, as soon as they notice you are not Asian, they try to help you in any, any form they can. If you are lost, they will grab your hand and put you in a bus. Oh, that's nice. If you are like you need to find your hotel they will you, know, you can find your address they will read and put you in in a bus in a they will help you uh, they won't let you alone mm. it's not it's like a in in that let me organize my my thoughts mm -hmm. uh, it's not a hard country to to live if you like it, um, you don't get lost. Everything is written in English, and you can go to a supermarket, and there's no problem. Nice. Did you yeah. learn Japanese? Choto. <laughs> choto means a little. A, a, choto means a little bit. Oh, nice. nice. In my last months, I was trying. I was beginning to understand. Because I was trying to study, but it was like when they pronounce a word, like it's like this side. Uh -huh. It's like super quick. It's like small sound for something like this. So even oh, wow. though I was trying to study, I when I listened to it, I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, it's confusing. I I can't I cannot relate a little bit comparing it to Danish. Uh, I feel like I could read it. But when it came to speak it, it was so complex. I, there's just way more vowels than what we usually use in English or Spanish or even German. And, and I'm like, okay, yeah, this is a little bit hard. It's a little bit confusing. And, and then, and so I, I, didn't, I didn't master that for sure. I did not. Oh, but actually it's not a country, like it's hard to leave, like, as I told you, people are super polite, super gentle. They try to help you. I mean, they are, besides Tokyo or a big city, they are not used to see American people. So you get into a store and it's like, oh, <laughs> what? But like in, in a nice way. Oh. They also took, take photos with you. They like. Yeah, I, I, that has happened with me. Why is that? Because they, they're not used to see American people. Okay. Also because they are not like, 
so tall or so athletic. I don't say I am not saying that I'm super tall or so athletic. I'm not. I mean, you're definitely you're definitely athletic. You literally work in a circus as a gymnast. So if there's one thing you are, it's athletic. Okay, but maybe they they're like uh, okay, like they they come to you and they're like, excuse me, a uh, photo, okay. <laughs> okay, yeah, and they're like, eh, touchy, okay, like touch. And yeah. They're like, oh, hard, hard. And they they bring in his friend and they touch you and it's like, ah, oh, they. That's hilarious. They're super nice. They're like anime. They are always like, <laughs> oh, ah. That's super, super, super fun. Mm -hmm. We were in Kobe, the city that it's next to Osaka. Okay. In Osaka, you have Universal Studios. So when I was doing the season there, every time we had a, a day off, we went to Universal. Mm. So it's like, it like the park, you mean? Like a, like yeah, Universal a Studios Japan. Okay, that's nice. And happened, it was October, so you have the Halloween Horror, horror Nights that's also happening in Orlando. Mm -hmm. But in Japan, the different with the universals that in, in Orlando, you see a lot of family, a lot of tourists. In Japan, you see a lot of young people that just like come out from school and go there. Mm. And it's like a cosplay. It's like a giant cosplay. Really? Everybody's disguised. <laughs> like in the park, everybody's disguised of something. Yeah, everybody's, everybody's disguised. That's so interesting. Everybody. That was super, <laughs> super fun, super cool. Wow. So it sounds like you really like it over there. Yeah, it's a place I will live. You would live over there? I will live over there. Nice. Like the culture, the food. I mean, you have everything in Japan. It's sort of like the U.S. with a different culture, but the, the system is alike. Yeah. It's really nice. It's a lot of really cultural. Besides big cities, in a small cities, you see things more like in the uh, the cartoons, in the small houses. One thing is like super crazy that the the toilets. Okay. Have you heard about Japan toilets? I've heard they're very smart. I, the, they have bodies. yeah. They have the smart toilets. Once you sit in there, it's like, like a river. <laughs> Sounds like a river. And you can contro control the, vol the volume of that. Okay. You can control the water that sprays. If you want like a sprays or like uh, drops, you can also control the air. <laughs> Sounds like an That's amazing like experience. Sounds like yeah. uh, nature in your butt in the bathroom. Yeah. Like the the first time you got a smartphone, it's like the first time you got a smart toilet. You are like that, just pressing <laughs> buttons. Oh, oh, oh. okay, you can stay here. Oh, it's hot. And then you you go up and go down just to see the the, the sound. The sound detector is like shh, shh, shh. So let Carlos, let me ask you one last question. Tell me. Um, like for anybody that would be interested in, in getting involved in the circus or in gymnastics, like 
you you sound, sounds like you have a lifetime of experience in that world and like what what would you say is like the biggest learnings that you've had from living this life that you're living right now i think something that could apply in every discipline mm-hmm. in every in every career like it's like discipline and you must like it you have to like you, you, yeah but you must feel it like in how they say it uh, you must not feel it like it's a career you're going through you must feel it like this like this is your life i feel it it's like my it's life like- this is your day-to-day thing that you that you do because you love and this is not like it's almost like not 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 force this is the thing that you love doing and this is what you want to do it every day like you want to walk every day you want to talk with people every day you want to like do these things that you like like is that what you mean yeah I, even though it's not something i mean i like to do a, a lot of things mm-hmm. but i I think a lot about this, like when you do something you like, it stops being like a, a job. Mm-hmm. Like, like you're a, you're a physician, a doctor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you you don't do that like, oh, I go to the hospital and since now I am a doctor, like you're a doctor in your life. Right, right. Yeah, and it doesn't, to be honest, uh, with the exception of some like maybe logistical administrative things it doesn't feel like a job either right like it it feels like the thing that i love doing that i'm like curious oh what's going on with this person oh okay this is what happens this is what's happening in their body this is what's happening in their mind okay maybe i could do this and help them out in this way maybe we could talk about this we could talk about that like i'm not thinking as like oh this is the Thing that i have to do to get the money that i want to have or yeah i'm certainly not thinking in that way and, and you're right like even if even when i'm outside the hospital i kind of like have this like curiosity about people this curiosity about things around me and like that's part of the reason yeah, to, I, I also... to 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 keep learning i'm mean, currently mm-hmm. we're trying to come up with new shows new ideas mm-hmm. uh, how to mix some type of music with some type of acrobatic or what what we come up uh, maybe watch a lot of shows so no not only shows that but like what you could do with i mean a, a lighting show or with whatever yeah sounds like you're always thinking of like what could you do better like what okay i know these things like what extra thing could i do how like i can improve the experience like not only through my acrobatics but like the the music the lighting like the yeah how experience. i i can make people like enjoy a show in a different way what can we can we show to people what can we bring to people what how can we tell a story in a different way to arouse feelings oh so so that's what you're saying so you do your act but it's a story that you're telling as well. Yeah, I actually, when I am working in on stage, I'm working for the people. I like I, what fills me is like seeing the face of the people. It's not something I only do because I enjoy. I enjoy like for five minutes, 
making people smile, uh, uh, arouse, make people see, oh, we people is like, we can do something else with, with our bodies. I like to project that to people. Mm. I love to work for the people, not like for me, because there's like this discussion that a lot of artists like, like to work for themselves, for the applause, for that, no. For me, exactly opposite. Like to work to give to the people. Like your Maybe. act of exercises, you're giving your art to the people as you're doing it. Yeah. Maybe and that kids, makes you feel good. older people. Yeah, that's what I. It makes me. That's like that moves me. That what motivates me in the minute when I appear on a stage. I step on the stage and see the faces, and they're like expecting something. Also, you see that. Mm -hmm. What's this guy going to do? Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> he's, I am going to do this, and I start. <laughs> right. So you are really giving yourself as an in the act of the moment, like giving your like like the, your gift of art, and like check it out. Yeah. This is me. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. That's what makes me happy. Not like the people applause me, but make people applause because if, when they are like clapping, it's not they are clapping to me. They are clapping for the moment. They, they right. have a good time. Right. Right. Oh man, I mean, it's so nice talking to you. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm glad you're you're enjoying your life so much. Yeah, I have. I have had. I have had a nice time. Yeah. Happens to you, I mean, you live there, but, and you speak English every day, but mm -hmm. you don't get thirsty when you speak English, <laughs> more than when you speak Spanish. <laughs> I don't no. know, it's because the way I use the tongue, but. <laughs> oh, that's, uh, are you drinking mate? Is that what you're drinking? Yeah, but it's only for the cliche. I don't usually drink mate. It's not like, oh, he lives in Argentina, now he drinks mate. No. It's, I've never I'm had drinking. mate in my life. It's like drinking tea. Okay. And you put a lot of weed in here. Uh-huh. And this like bulb have, let me show you. Yeah, I see it. Uh -huh. I mean, it, it filters the, the weed and you pour water and then. And then you have it. You took small sips on. For me in the beginning it was like super weird because you have to share something or wait on till the round passes for that sip. It was like super boring. Like <laughs> I want a long sip, I want a drink. Right. Right. So you have to then take a little sip. It. But I've heard yeah, it's very I mean, energetic. Like it gives you a lot of energy without the jitteriness that coffee would give you. Kind of. Okay. So you would say yeah, that coffee like, and mate is like not that different from each other? A little bit. I mean, also there are different types of, of wheat with mate. There are a lot of, no, actually in Argentina, there are a lot of types of mate wheat. Okay. Some actually are a little bit more energetic. Some of them are not. Some are flavored. Some just mm. taste like a common tea. Okay. Uh, it's not like a strong coffee, but keeps you awake. Like it's super cool for a study or for being in a reunion talking, like just chatting with something, you share mate. Mm. 
here is something that's super cultural, like in anywhere you go, somebody's gonna uh, give you some added to share. Like it's like beer in Ecuador, but here people drink mate. Got it. Actually, no, it's like kind of cold outside. Or yeah, it's kind of cold here too. Like it, it, it really went from summer to fall. Like I think it's like fifty degrees here in New York. Um. Anyway, man, it's been a pleasure talking with you. Any oh, last? Thank you very much. Like. Any last like thoughts for people that would want to do like gymnastics or acrobatics of some sort that you would want to give to them? Like you, like I, I remember you said like you have to love it and it has to be your life. Yeah, that's it. You're gonna become like a high elite gymnastic. But mm -hmm. well, can I say that there is no age to learn? I mean, somebody who's my age and wanna start is gonna take a little bit longer. It's gonna hurt little bit but <laughs> uh, every time I go to Ecuador there's one of my dad's friends that he loves gymnastics and calisthenics and he mm -hmm. calls me to train him oh nice and he, and he, and he has learned a lot and also so do, you, have do you train people online online I have never done but I do train people oh, man. in a lot of different disciplines i've trained people in two wheel high flying trapeze gymnastics okay for the last few years i've been learning or i've been learning a lot of like personal training nutrition because, because you know combines. like i don't know if you remember but every time i i hang out with you i want you to teach me how to do a backflip yeah <laughs> i still haven't been able to do the freaking backflip i think i'm just like scared i think that's what it is Aren't there like near to you uh, trampoline parks? Say it, say it again. Are there any trampoline parks? I, I'm sure I can go find one. Now, gyms are closed right now because of COVID, but I'm sure there must be a trampoline somewhere around here. You're in New York? Yes. Right? There's also the New York, New York Flying Trapeze School. Okay. Okay. Like, I know it's famous, like, but I have, I know friends that sometimes have gone there and given classes. Nice. I know it's a, like a nice place. Okay. I'll go check it out, man. Also on Instagram, I see um, that in the U.S. there are a lot of places with those trampoline parks that you just pay and bounce. Right. Like I can definitely do a backflip on a trampoline, but in real life when it's, like solid ground in on the earth then i get a little bit scared yeah but if you can do it on a trampoline it's like the first step because you get your body used to go back right okay and then it. it just turns mechanic because now you you learn the movement and then you trans, just translate it to the ground i mean there are a few steps in between but yeah. basically that's a, a super good first step all right. All right. All right, Carlos. Thank you so much for meeting with me today. And I'm. Go I'm Wait. Yes. Can you talk to me about you like in two minutes? Tell me about you. Oh, yeah, sure, man. Like, um, what's the last thing that you know about me? Like, I guess that we, we hung out in high school. 
and and then I started med school. Then I became a psychiatrist. Yeah. Now, yeah. Uh, after psychiatry, I further trained in psychooncology, which is the psychiatry. Oh. The psychiatry of cancer, basically, it, I'm, I'm, I talk and, and, and treat people that, that have cancer and, and are struggling with it. Specifically, I, oh. I talk a lot with the terminally ill and, and really like all things related to the, the stress that cancer would bring you. Also, there sometimes you're in the hospital because of cancer and, and that brings you some medical problems. And I help the oncologists figure, figure that out uh, when those problems cause you psychological distress, or sometimes you develop conditions uh, that are what we would call neuropsychiatric. Like so there are some medications or even the cancer can affect your brain. And then I, then I treat those conditions as well or the side effects from medications from your cancer treatment can also con uh, produce a lot of symptoms that I help the patients deal with, with medication sometimes. Oh, sometimes like super healing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very, very specific. There is a lot of feeling involved sometimes, right? Like it can get very emotional at times. And, but I love it because it reminds me, like people, when they're struggling in this situation, not always, but you bring hope. I think I never heard of that branch of. Yeah, that branch of psychiatry is very niche. It's very niche. There, it doesn't. It it it's not widespread across the world. I do but... like what you're doing. It's like super super cool. Oh, like... thank you, man. Thank you. Super nice. Yeah, I love it. It it really brings me to the moment. I mean, you know? I already on your on your. Go ahead. I read on the, I read that on your profile. Like well, you were like psych oncologist. I was. I wanted to ask you because I didn't. I haven't heard about that before. Yeah, I. It's in the U.S. If you wanna be a, um, there are uh, hospitals that have oncology uh, clinics and oncology inpatient units. And if you wanna be an oncology center of excellence. One of the metrics that you have is that you need to have a psycho-oncologist of some sort or a psycho-oncology service. And so in the U.S., like oncology hospitals of excellence do have psycho-oncologists, but that's not the majority. That's not the majority of hospitals in the oh. country, and it's definitely not the majority of hospitals in the world. So it is, it is a very small niche and you can't train in this field uh, in very many places. It, to be honest, I think there's only a couple of places in the country where you can get trained on it. And, and you, you can pick it up. You can oh, learn yeah. from people. You can read the books and kind of like do it on your own. But I don't think it's, it's quite the same. So it's a... Yeah, it's a as, maybe as, as everything you need to practice and put it on like real life. Yeah. And it's hard. I mean, sometimes it's hard because it, it can be very emotional, like having an, a lot of your patients die and, and you, you grow very close to them. And then after some time, you realize, OK, a lot of my patients are just going to die because of the nature of this disease. And then when you realize this, that people are going to die in, within the span of like, let's say, a few months since you met them or, or a year since you met them, 
then it becomes, oh, I really need to pay attention to the best of my capacity. I really need to be in the moment with them right now and, and, and squeeze this hour that we have together because this person could die. Like this person could not come next week, you know? And, and then that kind of like translates into your own life. <clears throat> and, and you start thinking, well, I'm going to die. So if I'm going to die, what should I be doing today that I'm procrastinating about? Like what is really important in my life? And, and if I know what's really important in my life, then I should be doing that thing because I'm, I could die tomorrow. Go ahead. <laughs> I had a question. Sorry. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Yeah. And so basically it translates in that way and it becomes like a very deep and, and different way of seeing life. It, it, it is a little bit different than the, the, the typical day-to-day -day life. Of yeah. Of, you know. I'm not comparing what you just told me because what you are doing is super amazing and super inspiring. Like you can mm. do, uh, I can find the word, charlas about this and many series like motivational. Yeah. But there's something that happens to me also when I go up on a stage and I always, always look at the whole crowd mm -hmm. to see what kind of people you, you have. If there are uh -huh. kids or older people, but sometimes there are people like on wheelchairs. Okay. And I think of myself and like that guy would love to have a pair of legs. Right. He would love to run. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to use them the best I can to give him the best show. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, you're that like... You're, to me like... Oh. Tell me. You're, you're giving the... You're giving them the your best because they know they'll appreciate it in a way that other people may not yeah i mean it's like i dedicated shows one something i learned from a, a friend that's a huge artist he worked all over the world he worked for suits like uh, like for 12 years he will he always told me find somebody and dedicate the show to him hmm. I mean, it's like a tip he used like to make his moment like different. He gave himself like extra energy, and I use it like every time. I like to watch the whole crowd and find somebody or someone or some family, some somebody in particular. You know that like in my mind. Yeah, of course, but of course that's gonna give you like a focus because you're you're making you're literally making your show a gift. To that person and that's going to bring yeah, that's, a, a lot of emotions and a, a, and a lot of intention to that activity that you're doing you know that makes me think of like 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 what if you dedicate your day to somebody like or it doesn't have to be a person really it can, it can be a cause or it can be whatever you want to like would would your day be different if you dedicate your day to that person uh, on the wheelchair, for example, like it doesn't have to be that you go tell them, but it probably will be a day in which you use your legs more and, the, and you use them with love and intention. 
yeah, you can make a life change for somebody, and that's like super important. Like, hmm. I think I'm gonna to bring, bring uh, a mom, bring life, bring happiness, bring. That's something you can buy. Mm -hmm. Oh man, I really like what you said. I, I, I'm gonna apply it. Also happens to me when I I'm, I get out of the metro and you see like everybody going the electric uh, stairs mm -hmm. and next to them is like the, the current stairs, stairs. Okay. <laughs> and everybody is like, just like stay until they get up. Right. I think of legs, legs, I don't have you for, <laughs> and they run. And also, and also in real life, I saw the guy in the wheelchair and, and I said, this guy would love to run up the stairs. So I want to mm -hmm. run, run up the stairs. And... Yeah. Yeah, man, that's amazing. So you literally, you, you, you're like, your expression of like, literally you're running is, is like a reminder to others like, hey, Use your fucking body. I'm yeah, I'm, yeah. A, I'm alive. Yeah. yeah That's man. what I always think about what I'm doing for, for a living. It's like I like to show the people that our human body, it's more powerful, that we, it's more, more capable of things that we... Uh, oh, my English is getting... <laughs> Don't worry about it. We can do... Uh, <laughs> My English yeah. run away. But but you are the type of guy, right? Like you're always super energetic. You're always jumping around. Like I can certainly see you being 80 years old still jumping around. I don't think that's ever gonna. That's change. my goal. All right. Like what? What? Like, what do you mean? Like human bodies are more capable of that everybody's used to. I would love to see myself. I see myself like being at. 80 year old guy that who still can do a handstand okay or a backflip holy shit a backflip as an 80 years at old. least to the pool but <laughs> <laughs> that'd be cool like, to see though oh there goes grandpa oh oh cool <laughs> okay go save him <laughs> <laughs> oh man that that is a good goal to have and Okay, so how much exercise do you do on a daily basis? Like, how much do you work out? Currently, in like, almost two hours per day. Two hours per day. Okay. Yeah. And which is like, and what do you do? Like, you, you do weightlifting or this is like all body weight? Now, in this quarantine, we have a small gym. Mm -hmm. that was built here in the where I'm living mm -hmm. and I tried to combine exercise but I, now I'm doing a lot of uh, weight lifting you are doing a lot of weight lifting you, 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 no you, not currently but I, actually okay. I try to not actually uh, usually try to combine all types of exercise because I need to keep my body like light and body and light Weight lift makes you, makes you strong, but gets your body a little slow, a little heavy. Mm. Got it. Got it. So I like to also combine it with a lot of calisthenics and a lot of acrobatics. So I, um, in the last years, I've been learning all this, how to combine all these skills. 
Man, you know, you said like I would love to learn from what you have to say. I I love calisthenics. I think that being able to master the weight of your body is such an interesting thing. And and I and I do weightlifting, but I I'm not a lover of weightlifting. But I, I I will do it because I know that there are some things that you kind of like have to do if you would need to your muscle to grow. And yeah, there's that's something. But you do you do exercise. You need to find what what is what is it that you want. Like you want to grow muscle. You gonna feel like agile. You wanna. That's like a, the first thing. But calisthenics, it's super important because working with your body weight give you like real strength mm. like functional strength like right. a worker in a obra <laughs> like yeah like a, like those, a wor worker in a, in like a the, obra like a, like a, <laughs> how do you say that in english in a, a work in a play space, i don't know like, yeah in a play in a, in a <laughs> not a play a place like a theater play in a obra is like a what do you say a workspace uh yeah in a workspace like a, an, a, a, a work project yeah a work a project that Yeah. That a guy is like eating dry of chicken, and suddenly he just get a <laughs> dry of chicken. Like by the way, and, yeah, it's like an Ecuadorian dish that I <laughs> that it's called seco de pollo, and it's hilarious that you called it dry of chicken. And after that, he also made half a shot of <laughs> spicy water, hot water, <laughs> and keep and go on with his life as nothing. That's like the like a real strength and calisthenics works a lot of that. That's cool, man. That's But cool. you need some assessment because to take care of your joints and your body. It's not only about growing muscle. You have to go step by step. Right. Right. I can help anytime you want. I love. Yeah, man. I think I am gonna contact you after this and and see if there's something that we can do because I would love to train and master my body weight like i can't do yeah, so like but i can't like i don't know like do like a i don't like those crazy things that you do like like just like grabbing on a pole and just like getting myself into a handstand from a pole like grabbing it or things like that i don't know you everything can be learned yeah well i'm looking forward to learning it actually i can tell everything can be learned might take a little time but everything there's no like there's no magic secret only to be patient yeah well i think that's a good way to finish this episode man everything can be learned yeah oh yeah okay man lovely having you here today and i'm so glad thank that you we my friend yeah have a good What one time is over there it's 1127 a.m. Okay, so here it is 12. It's one an hour. Well, an hour difference. Yeah. All right, man. Okay, man. Have a nice day. Hope you to too. see you, see you, see you soon. Yeah, likewise. See ya. Ciao, brother.